Hey, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Living Fountains with Pastor Jim Stewart of Calvary Chapel, Kansas City. Today, our study is in the book of 2 Corinthians. If you're in a place where you can grab your Bible and follow along with us, we invite you to do so. And if you'd like more information on Living Fountains or Calvary Chapel, Kansas City, you can visit our website at calvarychapelkc.com. Now, let's join Pastor Jim for today's study. We need comfort. I need comfort. You need comfort. It's, it's part of our, our design. God made us this way. But there's certain places that only God can touch. Isn't that radical? There's certain places in your life and my life and all of our lives as human beings that only God can touch you and only can touch me in those certain places. And God wants to do that. He wants to love on you. He wants to, to comfort those things. But the thing is, is where do you go? See, when we're little, we, we knew. We'd, we'd run to head for the house, man. I, I know what I need. I got to find mom, you know? Now, I know when they get a little bit older and they start driving, they oftentimes bypass that call and dads get the call. Now, the first thing, dad, ask if they're okay. Would you do that? Just ask if they're okay. There'll be plenty of time later to school them on everything, but make sure you know they're okay. Make sure they know that their well-being is the priority. Would you? Because believe me, I know. Believe me, I've gotten plenty of those calls. Three boys, I got plenty of those calls. But you you get the idea on this. There's a need for comfort, isn't there? We need that comfort. Now, men, I understand that we believe that that's a sign of weakness. I disagree, but we believe that because our society teaches that that's a sign of weakness. But it's not true. We all need comfort. It's true. It's a reality. And I think when you look at this and you see Paul writing this and saying that there's a God of all comforts. There's a God that can comfort, that can meet you right where you're at, right what you're troubled with, right in your situation, whatever that might be. Now, the thing is, is where do we go as we get a little bit older? Some of us have gone to a lot of different places to find comfort. I'll tell you something, if you'll turn with me just real quickly to Acts chapter 4. Just go back to Acts chapter four, just for a second. I believe it's verse 23. Now, this is after um, Peter and John had, uh, God had moved through them to heal a guy. They're brought before the the leaders, the Sanhedrin and, and the religious leaders. This is after Jesus had been crucified. There had been the resurrection. The Holy Spirit had come upon them. And now God was moving through them in a very supernatural, wonderful, dynamic way. Awesome. And there's been this healing. Now they're brought before uh, and kind of punishment takes place, you know, by the religious leaders. Of course, they tell them that they're not supposed to say anything about, don't speak the name of Jesus or teach in his name anymore. And they're like, yeah, whatever. They obviously aren't going to agree to that. They just say, well, you decide whether it's right that we listen to God or you. You know, they're going to listen to God. But if you look at verse 23, after this event, they've been kind of beaten, you know, and and so on and sent on their way. Now get out of here, you know, kind of a thing. They're hurting. They need to be comforted, right? 
But where do they go? This is important. This is very important. Where do they go? And being let go in verse 23 of chapter four of Acts, they went to their own companions. They went to their own and they reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And so when they had heard that, all of what, what had happened, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And they went right to God with it. This is the thing. As believers, it's important that we go to the right place. We go to God, we go to other believers, because that is where we're gonna find comfort. We don't find comfort, you see. We don't find comfort when we're going to the world. This gets really important. When I was in the world, I went to the, went to the tavern, went to the bar. I went to, you know, go party with all my friends. I, I just, I, I went to my own, right? I went to be with the people that I would normally be with and I just go party and stuff. Now, I'm thinking because I've got problems, I've got issues, I've got stuff going on. And so I go out partying. Now I end up just as empty when I wake up. Doesn't matter who I've been hanging out with or what's been going on, I'm empty. It doesn't really comfort the way we need to be comforted. This is what's significant. It doesn't comfort the way you and I need, we're designed to be comforted. Where do you go? Do you get lost in some novel reading? Do you just call some friend that you think, well, certainly they will agree with me? Where do you go? Man, we're to go to the Lord we're to go to God's people. We're to find comfort where we can truly get comfort. That's what's so important. Now, you and I can find comfort in the person of Jesus Christ, the God, the Father of all mercies and the God of all comfort. So no matter what your situation, you can find comfort. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. None of that really matters, your age or anything. It's where you are going. If you're going to the wrong place, you're not going to find the comfort that you really need. As we go on in verse 4, it says, who comforts us in all our tribulation or all our sufferings, all our trials, whatever the circumstance might be, God is able to comfort us in all of those situations. Again, no matter what the situation, he's the God of all comfort and he's able to comfort in all circumstances. It's all inclusive. It's not like there's just a maybe he might be able to help. The thing is, this is the thing. This is where it gets real serious. Really, really, really serious. Do you believe it? Do you believe that God is able to comfort? And the thing is, is you're gonna believe that when you've experienced that. Now, when we're going somewhere else, it's, it's just like we're numbing ourselves, right? We're just kind of self-anesthetized, you know, we're just kind of dulling the pain a little bit for a brief period of time. And that's what I mean by some of the partying and some of the other, oh man, it's like, go do this. Do you want to go do that? Do you want to do this? Bah, bah, bah. You know, it's just a million things that we can go do, activities to kind of just, you know, and I, 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 some of those things are great. I like them. I'm not saying those activities are wrong. I'm saying, but don't use that as your place to go just get comfort because you'll come up wanting. You won't, it won't fulfill. Only God can fulfill. And the thing that happens is if you're going to these other places, you'll be getting kind of, uh, it'll appease the situation a little bit, but it won't fix. 
it won't bring the kind of comfort that you and I need. We can get comfort, but we can only get comfort in the Lord in a full total scope. All of our tribulation, not just some of, but no matter what the circumstance, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted. It's kind of an interesting thing. If you and I aren't going to God, we don't know then the fullness because we try and insulate ourselves against the suffering and the suffering's there to be a blessing ultimately in your life, to build you up in your walk with the Lord, to help you to trust him more, to know him in ways that you would never know him otherwise. It's hard sometimes, believe me, I know, but you will, ne- unless you deeply are wounded sometimes, you will never know the healing that happens with God. And that's a real powerful truth. God oftentimes will allow us to go through deep, deep trials because he loves us, because he wants to produce his son in you and in me. He wants to reveal who his son is. So Paul the apostle, he's out on the island of Malta. He's shipwrecked. He's out there gathering up sticks now for the fire. He's a servant kind of dude. There's a need. He's going to go gather up some sticks, you know? We've got to get some sticks on the fire. He's gathering up these sticks. Bam! That's what it sounds like when a viper gets you. And this viper got on him. just fixed him to him. Now, this is a poisonous snake, and the islanders are looking on. I mean, they were like, you know, well, that guy must have done something really, really bad because it was a shipwreck of all the guys and all the people that were being hauled to Rome that were prisoners, of which Paul was one. So they're looking at him going, oh, wonder what that guy did. That guy's fate was sealed, you know? Survives a shipwreck and now the viper's gonna kill him. Now, they're all aware that that's what happens. That viper kills people. That's what'll happen. This guy's gonna swell up and die in a few minutes. That's just what's gonna happen. You and I are threatened with the same issues as other people health issues, circumstances, things be outside of our control. We're threatened with the same things. The Islanders are looking on. That guy got hit with the same thing that if we get hit, we die. That's, that's what they know. This guy's gonna die. Except he doesn't. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now Paul has got a platform to speak in their lives. The suffering gave him a platform to speak to their lives and they were willing to hear what he had to say because it didn't affect him the same way. It's not that he didn't get bit. It's not that he didn't get injected with everything. It's not that he maybe even didn't feel crummy. We don't know for sure, but it didn't kill him. It's an amazing thing. It's an interesting thing because you see you and I as as people have been born into sin, just like anybody, everybody else. The only difference is, is we receive Jesus Christ and have everlasting life as Christians. That's the difference. That's the hope. This is the deal, is do you believe all of this? This is what Paul's saying, that we can be comforted, that the hope that you've received from Jesus Christ, that you can bring hope, 
I've been in many circumstances where I have nothing else to say other than, man, I, just, I can pray and I know that God knows what's going on. And that's sometimes all we can say is that there is hope in Jesus Christ and that God will encourage and bring comfort. And sometimes that's all that can be said. Paul here is saying, man, when you go through something, now all of a sudden you can say, you know, and it doesn't have to be identical. It doesn't have to be exact. It doesn't have to be even the same type of problem. But when you've gone through something and you've suffered and you know that God brought the help and the hope that you needed and God touched and ministered to you, now you can say, hey, I know God can touch and minister your need too. That we can comfort wherewith we've been comforted. Now, this is the challenge. If in fact, we go out to a world around us that needs comfort, would you agree? Our world around us is in desperate need. They, they need comfort. Look at, we don't want to not be going to God because when we go to God, we find comfort and we're encouraged and we're built up and we're able to share with others about that comfort. When we don't, and when the world, think of the world, if, if you don't know the Lord today or you're not walking close with God today, would you think with me and take this challenge and think about it? You know you're in need of comfort. You know that. And you know that there's people in your life that are in need of comfort. And I'm telling you where you can get the comfort and that you can pass that on to other people. Think of what that's like to reject that comfort that's available. It's available. Think of how selfish it is of us to not receive it because once we receive it, now we've got something we can give to someone else. Once we receive that kind of comfort from the Lord, we can share that same kind of comfort with someone else. This is why we don't wanna reject the building up of these, these things. Why don't you turn to Romans real quickly, chapter five. I just want you to see a, a sequence of events or because of, of allowing suffering to take place in our lives, Romans 5, verse 3. Well, let's read, let me read verse 1, chapter 5 of Romans. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we believe, we have peace with God. We have, we've been justified by faith, believing in God. We're made right with God, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. No matter what the circumstance, there's hope. And not only that, not just that, but we also glory in tribulations. Wow, in trials, in testings, that we can, we can glory in those sufferings that we might experience. Knowing that tribulation or the sufferings produce perseverance. that endurance that we need, and perseverance, character, which is that experience that we need, and character, hope. And now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom, whom was given to us. We learn about God in a deeper way, and we're more prepared for the journey that we're on by the endurance that comes from the suffering. I've had trials that have gone definitely a few years. That's a, for me, that was, that, that's a long, you know, extensive 
trial. I'm not talking about something that was bugging me. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about pretty deep trial stuff, few years type things. And it, it's, just, uh, it's just every day you just plead with God. God, you know, just move, just do a work, <laughs> deal with the circumstances. You know what's going on. God, help, 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 help. You know, you just, you know, I, it, it's, it's, it's kind of desperate really, to be honest with you. And that's real. And all I could see basically in my spiritual mind's eye basically was just dust flying off his sandals up in front of me. I couldn't really see much else in front of me. But I know that through that time, it's brought about great comfort through God. And I know Jesus in ways that I would have never known him otherwise. And I can share confidently what I'm sharing with you today. He's the God of all comfort. He can comfort you in what's going on in your life. Some of us, it's been many years maybe. Some of us, it's, it's newer. But do you remember when God delivered you? I remember when God delivered me, man. God touched my heart, made himself known to me again. I surrendered. The flood of God's peace rushes into your heart and your life. The forgiveness. In verse five, Paul says, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, that suffering that goes on, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. That, that healing touch, that comfort also comes. Even though there's struggles and difficulty and suffering, even though that's abounding, man, also what comes with that is comfort. It abounds also through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. He's basically saying that no matter what we're going through, do you realize how many people watch your life and watch my life? And they think when it's all going good, they think, oh, well, you know, that's why. You know, it's all going good. It's kind of the Job scenario, right? You know, if you, if you release your, your hand of blessing from him, you know, this is what Satan's plea with God was. If you release your hand of blessing from him, oh, he'll curse you. You know, and, and I think other people watch and say, oh, well, you know, things are going good for him and, and, and stuff. That's why I don't think you and I should be fake. I think we can be real, but we can share hope. In other words, if you are going through a trial, if you are suffering, if something is happening that's difficult in your life, if that is happening, isn't it better that you're transparent and you, you share with them, yeah, I'm going through it. It's pretty rough, man, but you know what? I know that God can work this out. I know that God's got a plan. Romans 8.28 is still in my Bible. I still believe it, that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. I believe that. Yeah, there's been injustice. I've been done wrong. Yep, I've been wronged. But you know what? I still trust God and I believe God can help me. Think about the, the young people, the going to school and, and being ridiculed, especially if they are believers and if they're open about their faith. You made fun of and, and, and teased and stuff because they're Christians. Yet for us, a lot of times, we wouldn't tell anybody at work because we don't want to deal with the, the harassment. We don't want to deal with being persecuted. Man, live it with them. Be a part of it. Identify with it. You know, and then you can share the comfort that every, now you've got a, a common bond. We're receiving comfort. I'm receiving comfort in my workplace. You're receiving comfort in your, in your school scenario, being pressured and persecuted. 
that that comfort that we receive is to the benefit of those who are observing. It blesses them. It points them to God and people come to God. I've seen more people come to the Lord when in the midst of deep, deep trial, I've seen more people get saved. When I've been, personally, when I've been going through a lot of deep stuff, I've seen more things happen because I think, you know, we're totally dependent on the Lord. And our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the comfort or the consolation. Paul's saying confidently, I know that you've gone through this. I know that you will end up being blessed ultimately by this. It's a powerful truth. Paul, after he was going through a very difficult season, wanting to be delivered from an infirmity, a suffering that he was experiencing, he said, concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And this is what God said back to him. My grace is sufficient for you. My unmerited love, unearned love and favor. And this is out of 2 Corinthians at the, toward the end, chapter 12, verse nine. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. My, I can't tell you the number of times that I have read that, that I've rehearsed that, that I've recited, that I've spoken that out by faith, in confidence, trusting God. My strength is made perfect in weakness. His response then, Paul says, therefore, most gladly, I'd rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. If we don't embrace the sufferings that happen, that come our way sometimes, if we don't just embrace them, we won't know the power of God that can rest upon our lives. You see, when you and I are at the end of ourselves and we can't figure it out and we can't fix it, there's God. He's right there, ready to just do the work. But all that time, when we're trying to do it ourselves, we're in the way. You see, God, when your back's up against the wall, God will come in and when we just say, cry uncle, basically, and just say, God, yes, have it. I can't deal with this. And all of a sudden, God says, great. I've been waiting for you to get to this point. I wanted to help you, but you've just gotten all up in, in the midst of it and making a mess of it. I want to do the work. I want to help. My strength is made perfect in weakness. That is the absolute opposite of this world's thinking. See, we don't want to admit that we need comfort. We don't want to admit that. It's a human nature. We don't want to admit that. And yet, you're only pushing God away. It can seem like you're pushing people away, but you're only pushing God away. God wants to flood your heart with comfort, mercy, and goodness, and his strength is made perfect in weakness. When we are at the end of ourselves, God does a radical work. When you and I can't do anything, when we can't help ourselves, God can help us. Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Maybe listening to the message today, God was speaking to your heart. Here's an opportunity for you to just pray a simple prayer of faith. And just ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. Just pray along with me. 
Jesus, I want to ask that you'd forgive me of all my sin. I want to be born again, and I want to follow you. I want to ask that your Holy Spirit would come into my life, and that you would use me from this day forward for your glory and for your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed and received the Lord into your heart today, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us or another Bible teaching church in your area so you may be encouraged in your new journey. If you'd like more information about Living Fountains or Calvary Chapel, Kansas City, simply visit our website at calvarychapelkc.com. And if you're social media savvy, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash calvarychapelkc. Also, Living Fountains podcasts are available in the iTunes store now, and you can download them at no cost. If you're in the Kansas City area and you'd like to join us for worship, we meet in Overland Park on Sunday mornings. The service times and directions can be found at calvarychapelkc.com or you can simply contact the church office at 913-681-1635. It's been great spending time with you today in God's Word and we look forward to you joining us next time on Living Fountains.